honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awides, and Timberwolves Explosion is available on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Well, it's nice to be back on board talking Timberwolves. This may or may not be the last uh, Friday where I'll consistently record this show because obviously, uh, lawn cleanups are kicking in very soon and all that. So just giving you a Heads up, obviously we're getting delayed with a late winter, we can call this, a very late winter. So, but yeah, we'll see. Um, Delay on the release of the shows, and of course the schedule may change or may disappear, if you know what I mean, for the Timberwolves, the way things are heading. But um, just giving you a heads up again. So, yes, I will definitely try to keep up with things, though, with rainy days and Mondays and all that good stuff. You know what I mean? (laughs) Rainy days, if uh, if it ever does rain. But, uh, yeah, that's when... uh, Timberwolves explosion may get recorded to get caught up on the playoffs if the Wolves are in or not. We'll try to keep up with the postseason the best we can here. But, well, the Timberwolves' chances of making the playoffs are starting to dwindle. Uh, Wolves 1-2 and two this week and some pretty awful performances, to say the least. To say the least, yes. Should I open up the show with this statement? I'm kind of wishing Timberwolves hired Jeff Van Gundy instead of Tom Thibodeau. Um, I really am. And the personality, this and that, I think he may have been a better fit for this team, for this city, all that. I don't know, man. I don't know about Tom Thibodeau. I'm not seeing any response from this team to his defensive strategies or really much else. Uh, Jimmy Butler swears by him, and he defended him this past week in the quotes, uh, saying basically that, hey, you know, ain't no coach that can make guys play hard. In terms of it's it's on the players. Yeah, it kind of is, but it's kind of on the coach too because players respond to certain coaches and they don't respond to others, I guess. Um, I'm glad that Jimmy and Taj Gibson respond to Tom Thibodeau. But, I mean, when you're getting even the veterans complaining about too many minutes and this and that, I don't know what to say anymore. I mean, I don't know. Uh, the only win for the Wolves this week was a one-point victory in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> A one-point victory in Dallas, Texas, and then you follow that up with, uh, I don't know what to call it. You know, just insert your swear word, insert cuss words, insert insults, and screw Rubio, by the way. Go ahead and praise Rubio like he's so great. Yeah, look at his averages. Again, I think I talked about this on the last show. Like 12 points and five and a half assists, okay? Does that look any different than it has before? Screw Ricky Rubio, okay? You know what? Seriously. And it didn't help that Jeff Teague was out. It hasn't helped that Jimmy Butler's out. The Wolves 8-9 without Jimmy Butler. I get that. But that's why you don't fire Tom Thibodeau after this season. You fire him after next season. Because odds are things will continue the direction they've been going. Maybe we squeeze into the playoffs next year and get beat in the first round. Maybe we get to the second round. But I think if this team is still not responding to Tom Thibodeau after three seasons, he's got to go. Uh, Scott Layden, we'll see. Um, I'm not going to go into detailed review of these games. I did watch every one of them, and I mean every single one of them from start to finish. So don't worry, I'm not filling in the void here, so to speak. I watched every one of these games, believe me. But it's like, <laughs> that's the thing. I'm going to basically kind of lump them together in a sense. This sucks, and uh, you're not seeing defensive response. Okay, we kept Dallas at 92 points, but they freaking suck. And this is on the 30th of March, by the way. And I'll kind of generally jump into the games just to keep things in order and this and that. But the team's not responding to this. The team's not responding to that. They're not playing hard for this. They're playing hard for that. They're not playing hard. This guy's playing hard. This guy's not playing hard. I don't know what to say anymore. But it's a bleeping mess. And I'm tired of it, frankly. I, you know, it's like you want to enjoy like, we are finally we finally have a winning record, we had a potential playoff team, and odds are we probably would be right in the mix for the postseason with Jimmy Butler healthy. But also, again, when has Jimmy Butler not missed time over his course of his career? Over the course of his career, by the way. I talked about that last June. He always misses time because of something. So, again, and do you blame Tom Thibodeau for overplaying this guy or overplaying that guy? I don't know, but there's a lot of fingerprints on a lot of guys, and a lot of guys... Kind of like their career just disappearing when they're like 31, 32, 33, not like 39, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know what to say about all that. Uh, Crawford doesn't have to worry about that, and he's hung around forever. 
But sometimes that guy's about as hard to watch as freaking J.J. Barea, where he just jacks up shots. Other games, you love him, and you appreciate everything he does, but it seems like, it, it, honest to God, does it not seem like when Jamal Crawford is on fire and playing well, which he did do in the Dallas game, and he led the team in scoring with 24 points. See, this time they actually did leave him in the game. Thank you, Tom Thibodeau. Thank you. But he still played Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins over f- almost 45 minutes in the game. I mean, is that necessary? Is that really necessary? I mean, four shots? Made 17 field goal attempts. Just listen to this. 17 attempts by Wiggins, 8 points. What? I mean, that's freaking awful. Is that necessary to play Andrew Wiggins 43 minutes when he's playing like that? I don't know, man. I mean, I I don't see it. I don't get it. Rotation this, rotation that. Trust trust the process. Well, this isn't Philadelphia. And you know what? Uh, Joel Embiid brags and all that stuff, and he's a great player. But talk about staying healthy and can't stay healthy, or this or that. Is it a freak injury? Is it this? Is it a freak injury? Is it just a same old story? Is he made out of glass? Is he made out of iron? What is he made out of? Uh, I don't know. He's not staying healthy, bottom line. But it's just a big, giant tease. But then again, well, if Joel Embiid is able to come back and be healthy in the postseason, Philadelphia just might maybe be a major threat in the East. Carl Anthony Towns did have a 2020 game, by the way. But this is one of his worst stat lines you've ever seen. At least, well, not really. His efficiency in terms of points to attempts ratio, well, it was 500. <laughs> Same field goal attempts as points, 21 each. So a little Kevin Garnett action going there. Uh, Jeff Teague, he would obviously, again, he's been having knee soreness. And he's not really been the same of late. He had a couple of good games about a week, week and a half ago. And he, and he got a uh, Alpha Wolf Award. But really, since that Alpha Wolf Award... I've been kind of regretting giving it to him because he looks like, eh, he doesn't look good out there. Uh, He was efficient in the 20 minutes he played, though. I mean, gosh, he had 14 points, so that's cool. Only attempted six shots, got to the free throw line and made all of those. And I like Jeff Teague a lot. I think he's a good fit for a playoff team and all that. The Jazz, I, I don't know what to say. And Rubio was saying... What's good about the Jazz is we actually play as a team. So I, I got to dig up the exact quote. It'd be a little better. It's not too complicated or anything. It's just, yeah, I got <laughs> to dig that up here in the course of time. But uh, by the way, the Eastern Conference continuing to head towards Toronto. And of course, Kyrie Irving out for the season with uh, more stuff going on in his knee and, and such. Uh, moving things around and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of nasty, and it's that injury he incurred around his patella and all that back in the 2016-2015 NBA Finals. Remember when he got hurt very early in that one, and the uh, LeBron James had to play without Kyrie Irving, this and that. And last year, boy, whew, I don't know. That was a rough go for LeBron and the uh, <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers. almost forgot what I'm doing here. I'm going crazy. But uh, overall, yeah, just... A horse crap week, to say the least. So basically what Rubio did say is now that has popped up. Here we play more as a team. So I know, I guess, and I love those uniforms. It's kind of like the sunset with the, around the mountains and all that. And I just love the man bun. It's just terrific because we can kind of gradually slide into the uh, Utah game. Yes, we beat Dallas by a point. And I don't know, Dirk Davitsky's a shell of himself. Is this finally it? And no disrespect, but he's just, you know, it's it's got to be time, doesn't it? It's got to be, I mean, seven points, seven points, and he just, you know, he didn't shoot poorly. He's just not really a factor. He's just kind of a role player now at best, and he's he's my brother's age for Pete's sake. My brother's older than me. So, I mean, I'm sorry, but father time, folks, father time. <laughs> Again, no disrespect, man, to Dirk Nowitzki. He'll be very welcome into the Hall of Fame. Let's see what the comments said. This is from the Courtside Podcast, actually, where this uh, whole thing was posted some guys saying let's see Vince Germano saying no hmm Dan May was saying well Jazz don't just rely on one or two guys they're a pretty darn good team Vince says no um hmm yeah the Wolves have definitely been disappointing since we lost Butler I thought I said something apparently not oh here we go Tanae Brown was saying they've already wet the bed need to win out the season I can't even see them beating the Lakers or Memphis at this point yeah, yeah, man. I, I'm, yep, I agree with Tanae there. Uh, Vince, of course, out of Australia. Tanae out of New Zealand. Tim is also saying here, uh, well, the last round, the Nuggets play the Wolves. That could be a critical game. And yeah, it was critical, all right. Now the Wolves' playoff hopes are in critical condition, to be quite honest. Now, I'm not trying to be funny or trying to be a, di- a jerk or anything. It's just not looking good. I mean, when something's not good, it's not good. Can, can we call a spade a spade? 
Is that okay? Speaking of spades being spades, I don't know. I mean, the Wolves were not striking any notes of, uh, they were not striking any chord here. April 1st, April Fool's Day, Happy Easter again. So I obviously celebrate it and I appreciate uh, Easter. And it's one of those underrated holidays you could say is spring is coming in. Like Easter's spring holiday, Christmas is winter start, or actually Thanksgiving is winter starting in a lot of ways. Even though it's not officially, it kind of is. And then Memorial Day is not official, but it kind of is starting summer. And Labor Day is not official, but it's kind of starting fall. So, yeah, it's one of those cute little season-starting type of uh, holidays. And, of course, obviously what Easter represents is 10 million times more important than uh, <laughs> than spring starting. But there's, the, there's the, you know, I, I enjoy that side of it as well, just to be... Uh, just to be open and honest there. Um, a very competitive division is the Northwest Division. Very. Uh, Portland's leading the division with 48 wins. Denver with 44. Wolves with 44. Does that sound familiar? And, of course, Denver would hold the tiebreaker at this moment because they have a way better conference record. The Wolves' record in the conference is below 500. That's crap. So, And I understand the West is tough, but Denver's got a winning record in the Western Conference. So against Western Conference teams, you know, it's kind of like the NFL. When you have a better conference record or division record and all that, that's what helps you get in the postseason and eventually uh, tiebreakers for higher seeds, which the Vikings obviously got cursed with losing due to the bleeping Lions. They might have had home field advantage over the Philadelphia Eagles. But again, something happened with that Eagles team and they just took off. <sighs> yeah, they sure did. Hmm. But uh, I also have been posting all over the place. So it's going to be kind of a semi-different show because I'm just, I'm frustrated. And I think you should be too, if you're a Wolves fan. I think you should be, if you're a Wolves fan. I, I hope you are, if you're listening to the show. And if not, well, I'm, I, that's okay. As long as you, uh... yeah, and of course, somebody's being a smartass. Yeah, whatever, man. Uh, Steve Frickin, of course. Uh, yeah, you're frickin' whatever. Uh, JV, Jeff Van Gundy, who hasn't coached in the NBA since 2008. Well... So, it doesn't mean he has to be the coach at the end of the day. At least president of basketball operations would be a pro. I would be, I think it'd be fine. At bare minimum, president of basketball operations would be just fine. There. <laughs> Audio response. <laughs> and if you don't like that, then yeah, I don't care. Utah Jazz, I don't know, everybody's an expert. Everybody's an expert. April 1st, April Fools. I don't even want to talk about this crap. Do you, do you want to talk about it? Did you see this game? Because most of you, were, I would hope, would be off work. Some of you might not be, obviously. Uh, yeah, and Rubio's just the greatest player ever, and he made some three-pointers for once. Okay, I'm just kidding. Sometimes he can make them. When it's catch and shoot, Rubio can make the threes. But a lot of times it seems like we didn't do that when he was here, and it was annoying. But when we did, it helped, and it helped us beat teams like the Thunder and such. Catch and shoot is a high-percentage shot. It's ironic how Rubio only played about 27 and a half minutes and still managed to get 23 points, but you're not seeing the playmaker in Utah that you saw in Minnesota. I, I've been noticing that for a big time. It's obviously only five and a half assists throughout this one, um, throughout this season, but whatever. Utah just kind of had their way with the Wolves. Jay Crowder is a, I don't like him at all, and I don't think anybody does lately. He's just kind of a punk. Uh Rudy Gobert blocked Carl Anthony Towns. It's just multiple times. It's so frustrating to watch. The whole game just stunk. Carl uh, actually had a good game, generally speaking. So did Andrew Wiggins, believe it or not. But I don't know. It's like they had good statistics, but the eye test was putrid. And, of course, Tyus Jones, you know, you're seeing more and more. He's, he's not a starting point guard. He's not. You didn't really see a whole lot of flow in this offense with him out there as a starter. As a backup, he's pretty good, obviously, and he deserves minutes and everything, but it kind of is what it is. Um, mm, I, I don't know. I don't really want to say a whole lot more. It's just, it was a butt kicking. It was ugly. And I don't know, it's a team that wanted it more. And aren't you getting tired of this team wanted it more and that team wanted it more? It's just, it's Minnesota in a nutshell. The Eagles wanted it more. Union wanted it more over the Gophers in the national championship game in 2014. Vince Germano kind of felt my frustration after that game, my, my wrath. And no, it wasn't directed towards Vince Germano. He felt the anger and frustration and heartbreak in my voice as we immediately did Showtime and T-Wolves after that game. And it did help me feel better. That was awesome. And I thank Vince Germano eternally for that. But Union wanted it more. Well, I guess. But why? That's the number one question. Why? Why do we never want it more? It doesn't make sense. And I don't know. Is that what's going on with the Wolves again? Like Denver wanted it more because they were behind us by a half game or a game or whatever it is. Well, 
I guess they did. Um, the Wolves were playing fairly well in the game on the 5th of April, but Denver wanted it more in the fourth quarter, and things changed dramatically in the third quarter. The old bleep the third quarter. That's where things changed. Denver outscored the Wolves by 10 as the Wolves consistently held on to a small lead throughout the game on and off again. Sometimes a nine-point lead here and there, and it felt really good. And then things just snowballed in that third quarter, and it was awfully depressing. Uh, 28 to 18, and that was kind of, after that point, things just kind of went Denver's way. Bounce of the ball, calls against this, calls against that. And how many Mickey freaking times does this team need to foul guys beyond the arc? I mean, I, I, I mean, it's, it's literally like, you, you, I lost count. I mean, that kind of stuff used to happen once in a blue moon in the NBA. But the Timberwolves, our team, our very team, fouls guys behind the three-point line and have three shots allowed. Once in a blue moon, maybe, okay, maybe the shot isn't off yet, or this or that. But it's bleeping frustrating, and I'm sick and tired of it, and I think everyone else is too. And, well, Derek Rose is back, and Jeff Teague is back too, and, and stuff. But we stayed in the game, and stuff, and things didn't go well, and stuff. Stop fouling guys behind the three-point line. I mean, it was about four times in this game. And then the foul on Carl Anthony Towns, he was snake bit by the refs throughout the game, and a lot of people in the Flips Army and such are being, uh, I don't know. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude to Steve Frickin. I'm sure he doesn't even listen to the show anyway. Most of those guys are too good for me anyway, so that's cool. <sighs> Carl did foul out in the game, and it was a, I don't know, was it a bullcrap call? No, it was a foul, but it's getting touchy-feely with these calls, and it always is, and I can't stand the Denver Nuggets. And it's not even the players. I can't just I can't stand the atmosphere there. It's irritating. The fan base is obnoxious. Colorado Avalanche fans and Denver Nuggets fans, they're both basically one and the same, and they are jerks. They are obnoxious. Ugh. We've had playoff series against the Nuggets back in the day. That was just one. It was a good series, and we won. So, nah, 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 poo-poo there. And, of course, the Wild have won two series against Colorado. They did lose one. But the fan bases have been, the fan base for both teams is just like the same obnoxious, chippy, like every little thing is like the greatest play ever and we're the biggest losers ever and screw you guys. Um, so I, I don't know, I get a little bit overly emotional. And that bleeping Devin Harris and then of course the Jamal Murray throughout the game, snake bit the Wolves from beyond the arc. I mean, Devin Harris? Devin bleeping Harris? I, I was like, Gary Harris is shooting well. Look at Gary. That's not Gary Harris. That's right. He's out. That's Devin Harris. Former Dallas Maverick, former Brooklyn Net, if Mr. Uh, well, it was mostly New Jersey Net, but uh, if Mr. Russell, Rusty Bennett is listening of the crossover podcast, which is no longer around, unfortunately. They just stopped recording, I guess, and that sucks. Or as they say in Australia, it's done and dusted, I guess. He never actually said that, but appears to be done and dusted. Those of you in Australia know exactly what that means, of course, and well, I think most people can understand what that means. Ah, frickin' uh, Nikola Jokic, though, time and time again, was just, he was making the shots he needed to. He was missing quite a few throughout the game, but it seemed like down the stretch, everything was going in. He was backing Carl and Taj close to the basket and just putting those little hooks in there, and it was really frustrating, and it ended up taking the things. Uh, Jokic almost had a triple-double, missed it by one assist. Pretty impressive, and Jamal Murray, well, that's a guy I would not mind on the Wolves roster. He's better than Chris Dunn, and the Wolves cast on him for Chris Dunn, and I think he's better than Chris Dunn. Is, is, is that okay to say? I mean, Chris Dunn's doing all good for himself in Chicago, but I don't know. I'd rather have Jamal Murray on this team right now. Hmm. He would look good. I'd rather have Jamal Murray than Jamal Crawford. How about that? How about that? You know, I mean, that's an easy thing right there. He's got a long future in the league, and there you go. Um, what you do with Butler and this and that, who cares? I mean, you have a deep team. You have a bench, one way or another. Uh... Jamal Murray's got a nice future in this league. Oh, he was an annoying son of a gun in the game, but good for him, I guess. Son of a gun. Of course, complaining about a foul called when uh, Tosh Gibson was going to the basket. Oh, he just couldn't handle that. His feet were moving. I mean, he was like, I mean, the, the ref didn't have to even blink to call that one. So I don't know what he's whining about after every call went the Nuggets way pretty much down the stretch in the game. But welcome to the NBA. People are going to complain about everything, and that's about all she wrote. Wolves end up losing by three as they just could not get the job done, plain and simple. Uh, they hung in there, this and that, but it was a lame finish, and you're giving up way too many threes, and of course, fouling guys beyond the yard again. I mean, I don't know. Where's the discipline here? And eventually, poor discipline like that 
Does that not reflect on the head coach who supposedly is the greatest defensive mind in NBA history? I mean, is he the Mike Zimmer of the NBA? No, he's better than Mike Zimmer. You know, he was the defensive coordinator, so to speak, for the 2008 Boston Celtics. So, automatically, he's the greatest defensive mind ever. You know what? He's not a bad coach, but is he a good coach? Is he a good fit for this club? I don't know. I'm not seeing a whole lot right now. Sometimes guys, I mean, at the end of the day, I just think certain players on this team had gotten good enough that this team is a playoff-level team anyway, regardless if Tom Thibodeau is a great coach or not. But you're not seeing some of the stuff you were hoping to see from a Tom Thibodeau uh, coach team. Um, You're not seeing as much. Occasionally, you see better defense out of Carl Anthony Towns, better defense out of Andrew Wiggins. But was that more Jimmy Butler kind of getting those guys going? And whatever it is, it seems like it's disappeared again, and it's really frustrating. Carl Anthony Towns, again, snake bit and fouled out down the stretch, and that was kind of like the nail in the coffin for the Wolves. Just a bullcrap play. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. Um, It it was kind of a bullcrap call, too, but, you know, kind of ticky-tack a little bit. But I don't know. Denver's going to get their way at, at home, I'm sure. That's kind of the end of the uh, the story there. As uh, Denver, I guess. Yep, they're still having Minnesota ahead of Denver. I'm confused by that. But okay, uh, whatever it is, it is. And <laughs> the Wolves' chances of making the playoffs, well, again, you got three more games to go. Let's win all three of them then. Memphis, Lakers, and of course it starts with the Lakers, Memphis, and Denver. Let's win all three of them and and control our own destiny here. Let's just get to 47 wins, make the playoffs, and, well, hope the Rockets don't sweep us, I guess. <laughs> and I'm not, again, not trying to be rude. It's just what it is, you know? I mean, I'm facing reality here, and it's it's a bummer. It is kind of funny how it ends up very similar to 2006, or excuse me, 96, 97. That's how old I am. Yep. And I was already a veteran NBA fan back then. So, again, yeah, I'm a pretty old NBA fan. Uh I was a little too crazy probably to do a podcast, a little bit too hyper and young. If you think I'm too hyper now, you're crazy. I was way too hyper back then. Um, I was, what, just just about wrapping up high school at that point. Uh, what was I leading in towards? I guess it was the Alpha Wolf. I think I had something else to say, but I don't I don't know. Alpha Wolf Award's going to go to Carl. He outplayed everybody throughout the course of this week, the 2020 game against Dallas. He still was respectable against Utah, even though it was just a, just a game that every, every it felt like everybody sucked in it. And, of course, Carl did well, very well against the Denver Nuggets last night. He was by far the best player on the floor, and whatever. Uh, Tars Gibson had a nice game as well, but at the same time, he was missing some easy close baskets down the stretch, 6 of 15, and it was annoying, you know? Yeah, you got to put those in. And sorry I'm saying you know so much. I'm starting to sound like Darren Spann, the former Minnesota Twin, who says you know every five seconds, but... Yeah, I'm in a mode right now, and it's coming out there, you know, you know. You got to make a basket, you know. <laughs> Johnny Flynn Memorial, it's Ricky Rubio. I hate you, Ricky. No, I don't hate Ricky Rubio. Good good luck to you. God bless, you know. I, I, I know you hate us, and that's fine. You hate the Timberwolves. You don't hate the fan base because the fan base just loves you. You're, you're the greatest thing ever, Ricky. Old man bun over there. He's the greatest thing that ever lived, and God bless Ricky Rubio and uh, Kumbaya and whatever the word is. But good luck to the Jazz. They will make the playoffs, obviously. And they're going to be a pain in the ass to somebody. Their defense is very solid. Their ball movement is solid. And they make shots when they need to and all that good stuff. They have guys who can hit shots and all that. So good good on them and God bless. I don't know. Keep, keep wearing the sunset uniforms. I like them. That's what we should call them. The Mountain Sunset Uniforms. They're very nice, actually. They're kind of cool. So... I don't have a whole big problem with it. Oh, and the Wolves, uh, speaking of cool uniforms, the city uniforms are back. Only the second game this year, if I remember correctly. I could be blanking. I think they only wore them twice. And they're not bad. I'm not a, I'm not an opponent to them. I'm not a giant like, oh my God, they're the greatest thing ever. But they're not bad. They're okay. They're all right. They're, they're solid. It's it just, when I think of city, I guess, I guess it's the sun. Again, sunlight kind of reflecting off of a building in the middle of the day because at the end of the day it'd be gold so it's silver earlier in the day kind of or just you know the sky reflecting off of the building when it looks kind of silverish i guess but it, it's cool <laughs> those glass buildings like the ids Ooh, somebody took a nasty fall oh that was against uh that was the rockets game yes yeah, that was another guy with the warriors just last week he looked like he 
Wow, that looked pretty bad, too. Took a huge spill on the floor there. But, um, yeah, God bless him. And uh, I don't like the Warriors, though, so we'll leave that alone. I can stop ranting about them. The Warriors are the greatest team ever, Hank McCoy. Uh, uh, excuse me, Wayne Hunt. Greatest team ever. The Warriors could beat the, the 60s Celtics, the 90s Bulls, the dynasties of the past. They could beat them. They could beat them all. They're, they're, they're faster, stronger, better, and they're smarter, too. And they're mentally tougher, so because they take brain force from uh, Infowars, that's why. So, Johnny Flynn Memorial, just a bleeping Utah game, and, and the lack of urgency from this club. I mean, I'm sorry. You all get it for the lack of urgency. You know, Carl might be an exception, because I'm seeing urgency out of him. Andrew, you son of a gun. You know, you had some nice numbers. Andrew Wiggins going to get it. You know, he had a nice game, statistically, against the Utah Jazz. But the guy looks like, you know... Ah, oh, Mitchell Wiggins, I'm sure you're not listening. <laughs> my my uh, sister-in-law met him, believe it or not, before the season, or during early part of the season. So just in case, because she told him about Kimberwell's explosion, which is pretty cool. One in a million chance he's listening, so odds are I can probably say what I'm going to say. Andrew Wiggins, oh my God, he needs to get injected with some kind of energy drink or something in him. I mean, I'm sick of it. Come on, man. I mean, when the guy plays with an anger and an intensity, the Andrew Wiggins is a star. He is a star. But when he doesn't, he's Terrell Brandon. He's just a taller, slankier Terrell Brandon. That's all he is. I, I, you know, Terrell Brandon was the kind of guy you wanted to kick. Get your head out of your ass, Terrell. Uh, so, Andrew, God bless you. You're talented as all get out, but finish. You know, I mean, show up, man. So, God bless you. There's your Johnny Flynn Memorial. But generally speaking, the team against Utah. Happy Easter, Wolves fans. That's, that's basically what that was. Some rotten eggs there. Ugh. Okay, enough of that. He is risen. That's more important than Easter eggs. He is risen. <laughs> so we'll wrap this up. It'll preview the final three games. And, uh, well, let's let's open those gates into the playoffs, please. Even if it's Houston. Tom Thibodeau, if this continues one more year, you're fired! are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. Oh, that was a mouthful, wasn't it? Segment number one. Well, we got three games to preview. Lakers in LA, of course. That's the last road game of the year. And then we wrap up the season with two home games against Memphis and Denver on 9-11. 9-11 and 11 of April. Yeah. Yeah. 9-11. No, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah. Well, I'm going to try to be Positive coming into these. I think the Wolves' chances of finishing strong are pretty good, particularly those last two home games. I think the Wolves have a pretty good chance to finish the season strong. And why shouldn't the Wolves perform well against the Los Angeles Lakers tonight, April 6th, on FSN? It's on NBA TV also. It's like I kept thinking, it's a ESPN game. No, it's not, but that's okay. I don't blame them for that, I guess. Uh, well, is Jimmy Butler finally going to be out there? He should be. He's been activated and all that, but he wasn't playing last night, and... I didn't even talk about that. Uh, the Wolves have been sweeping the Lakers. It's almost like if the Wolves lose, well, obviously. It's a healthy chance the Wolves lose tonight. I, I don't know, though. I don't like the way they've been playing of late. They have the Wolves. Minnesota beat the Lakers 121-104 to on the Christmas Day. That was nice. Our first Christmas Day win. <clears throat> 114-96 in Target Center on New Year's Day. Wow. And then the day after Valentine's Day, uh, Wolves win by 8 in Target Center. 119-111. I do expect a high-scoring game. I expect Jimmy Butler to make his return and to score decently. He probably won't be spectacular. Maybe he'll get like 17 or something. Maybe he'll play like 24, 25 minutes. He'll, it'll be something like that. I think it'll spark the Wolves and they'll play a decent game. The Wolves' chances of winning the next three games here are actually kind of good. I don't know why I'm saying this. I don't know why I'm optimistic. I kind of like the way the Wolves played against Denver last night until things started to go downhill in the third quarter. Then it just started to be like, here we go again. But, I don't know, the Wolves have played well against Vince Germano's Los Angeles Lakers of late. And, I don't know, I... Memphis, I don't know why I'm thinking positively about playing Memphis, though. That's the only thing. <laughs> Memphis is not a pretty thing. Uh, it's, the Wolves always struggle there. Uh, not even there. They struggle here against them, as that happened just recently. Let's wrap up with the Lakers first, though. I, I don't know. Should I pick the Wolves to beat the Lakers and lose to Memphis? I don't know. Eh, 
Well, the Lakers have won two out of their last five. It's been a bookend. March 28th, the furthest away game against Dallas. And then most recently, they beat the Spurs by 10. Huh. Okay. And then lost to Milwaukee by two. Lost to Sacramento by one. Wow, those are some close games. And then lost only by seven in Utah. So, Lakers have been playing kind of good lately. Hmm. Concerning. Maybe the Wolves don't win this one. Okay, the Wolves will not win tonight. The Wolves will lose tonight again. Uh, so another loss for the Wolves. I think the Wolves are going to finish with 46 wins on the season. The Wolves will not beat the LA Lakers. I got a feeling, it's just you look at this, you look at the momentum and such. and uh, I, I don't know. I mean, will Jimmy be that thing? The Lakers maybe are going to win by like three or four or something. It'll be frustrating. Somebody's going to get hot from outside. That's what I think is going to happen. Like somebody, I don't know, Kuzma, believe it or not. I don't know, maybe he'll do it. Maybe Pope will actually get hot for once. Clarkson's obviously in uh, Cleveland, so he won't say that. Julius Randle, Julius Randle manhandling people, I don't know. Um, I, the Wolves should beat the Lakers, that's what's driving me crazy. Um, the Wolves are either going to go 2-1 or 3-0 and in these final games. It's going to be 46 or 47 wins, and then it all depends on Denver and all that, uh, how Denver does outside of playing in Minnesota. I think the Wolves will beat Denver. I hope they beat Denver in target center, especially with a healthy Jimmy Butler, and I do think that will happen. I think Jimmy will return tonight, but he will not get 20 points. He'll shoot something like, it's not going to be the prettiest sight, like 5 of 14 or something like that, but he'll get like 17 points, get to the free throw line, and have some moments. But you'll see Jimmy Butler again. The Wolves will not win tonight, I will predict. I'm going to go in that direction. It's going to be high, high scoring, like 121 to 118. Same old crap, giving up a trillion points, stuff like that. Maybe Corey Brewer will start hitting some threes just to drive us nuts. Something crazy like that, but I think someone's going to get hot from the outside, and that'll be the Wolves' uh, reason for not winning tonight. Isaiah Thomas, possibly. No, if not, he's not even going to play. So that's the one reason why the Wolves might win. But uh, otherwise, KCP, all that, maybe he'll have that big game just conveniently. But I think the Wolves do not win tonight, actually. It's, it's like you want to be positive, you want to think about it, but nah, I think the Wolves do not win tonight. I think Minnesota finishes with 46 wins. The Minnesota Timberwolves on April 9th against the Memphis Grizzlies will finally beat that bleeping team. It'll be about freaking time, won't it? As it's been a pretty nasty year against that club, to be quite fair. Ah, Marc Gasol. I kept saying Paul Gasol on the recent show, and it just comes out like that way. And of course, Paul Gasol played for Memphis for a long time, and it's his younger, uh, older brother. Paul Gasol's the older brother. Yeah, kind of figured that one out, right? Um, I hate playing this team. Uh, love J.B. Bickerstaff. At least I respect him. Who the heck is this guy? What's he doing there? Where, where, where did he come from? Marshawn Brooks? Marshawn Brooks? He's alive? Marshawn Brooks sucks. <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah. Remember that? Back in 2013 when he had that horrible preseason and we never saw him again? Uh, where, where did he come from? He played a couple of good games here and he scored some points and he's to. I don't know where he came from. Okay, uh, Marshawn, uh, welcome back to the NBA, I guess. Three games, he's averaged 23 points, and he's shooting 67% from beyond the arc. Okay, 65%. So, that's nice, Tyreek Evans. Okay, maybe the Wolves don't win. Nah, the Wolves are going to beat Memphis. The Wolves will finally flip and beat the Memphis flipping Grizzlies on the 9th of April, Monday the 9th of April. Oh, we're going to finally beat the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah, take that, Wayne. <laughs> Wayno. <laughs> We're going to beat Memphis. We're going to finally beat them as they've swept us pretty much. Well, they've only played twice, but still. Memphis 95-92 and then 101-93. Uh, 95-92 was on the 4th of December. And then just a well, week, week and a half ago, two weeks ago, the 26th of March. The Wolves will not get swept this year, but, geez, almost pretty close, eh? Pretty close. Other than that, though, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Yeah, I don't know. This team annoys the hell out of me, and they have players that are good, but they're not winning games. And Mike Conley, after that massive contract, played 12 games this year, you know. Yeah, biggest contract ever, basically, and played 12 games. So, I don't know. Isn't that always how it works? And then Wayne Selden. Okay, Wayne. Hey, Selden, Wayne, and Wayne Hunt. I, I, I know you guys know each other very well, and, and you're, you're like best buds and everything, but... Okay, not really, but maybe they're best buds for that night. 40% from beyond the arc. Chandler Parsons is definitely not a close friend of Wayne Hunt. That guy's been a, oof elephant in the room, to say the least, when it comes to the salary cap, even though salary cap's a little bit bigger than it used to be. But I don't know. When you have a guy making like $150 million, Andrew Wiggins, <coughs> Andrew Wiggins, but yeah, Mike Conley as well, I don't know. 
salary cap gets a little bit more annoying when you have a guy that stinks and is getting paid way too much. Um, a former Max contract. Marcus Gasol, I don't know. That's the reason why the Wolves would lose. It'd be the same old story. Marcus Gasol drawing Carl Anthony Towns into this and that and blocking his shot in midair. Again, a John Michael Green. I mean, Taj Gibson and Carl Anthony Towns, it's on you guys. Please help us. Please. And, you know, it'd be nice to see Jimmy Butler go off for a nice game. But I think that's going to happen in the season finale. That's when Butler's going to finish strong. A grand finale. But I think uh, Butler will be okay. He'll be adequate. He wasn't even obviously available for the 26. And I know that's a huge part of the reason the Wolves aren't going to win 50 games and they're not like, you know, dancing on other teams' graves and are the third seed in the Western Conference. And that could have easily happened this year, but it didn't. And I don't know, um, Butler being available, this and that, you still cannot discount the frustration and the poor defense by a team that's being coached by Tom Thibodeau. You still cannot discount that. Are, are, are we really getting the best out of these players with Tom Thibodeau as coach? I think that question deserves to be asked. And I know we got to trust the process. And, oh, Timberwolves fans are moaning and groaning. And, oh, now I'm one of them. And, no, I'm saying the question should be brought. You know, you know what I'm saying? Just like uh, any leader in the room would say, anybody who'd be like a leader. And if I'm behind a microphone, I guess I'm kind of a leader. Or just kind of representing the fans a little bit. I think the question deserves to be asked. You don't have to be screaming and moaning and groaning and saying fire the guy. I'm not saying fire the guy because I don't think, for one, that's good business to fire somebody and, and just throw away $25 million just to get a guy fired. Um, I think give him one more year. One more year. And then then there's your buyout, there's your fire. If it's the same type of stuff, you're seeing guys get hurt real easily, obviously. Guys playing too much, other guys not playing at all. You're seeing poor defense. You're seeing stupid fouls beyond the arc over and over and over again. You're seeing all the same symptoms of a team that's not responding to their coach. I think it's time to say adios amigo and possibly bring it. Well, obviously you need a new president of basketball operations. For me, if I was Joseph Awajan, Joey Awajan, Paladino Joey, Timberwolves owner, Paladino Joey, Jeff Van Gundy would be the first person I would interview. And after that, we'd, we'd go. I, I would look around, but Jeff Van Gundy would be my early choice, in my humble opinion, and then go from there. Obviously, you don't want to just pick a guy and be done, but that's where I would start. And perhaps that way he would end up being the final candidate at the end of the day. But uh, to be president of basketball operations, I understand he hasn't coached since 2008, and maybe he shouldn't coach. But you know what? I would give him the Flip Saunders role in terms of he would be president of basketball operations and he decides with the coaches and go from there. That's kind of where I would go. If he wants to coach again, okay, but preferably, hopefully, you bring in somebody younger and he's your quote-unquote understudy and he ends up becoming, hopefully, a really good coach. Uh, maybe you get lucky, a Luke Walden type, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, Luke Walden is what he is and he's going to be the Lakers coach for a while if all is said and done, but... Uh, to me, hopefully you can find a guy of that ilk. Maybe, maybe J.B. Bickerstaff is that guy. I don't know. I doubt it, but maybe. I mean, it's not all It's not all over yet for J.B. Bickerstaff. I think Minnesota should and will beat the Memphis Grizzlies. It's not going to be the prettiest thing ever, but we are not going to get swept by this team. Jimmy Butler will hopefully help, but again, Carl Anthony Towns and Taj Gibson. Again, I think Taj Gibson's going to get 20 points in the game. He's going to get 20 points, 14 rebounds. He's going to have a big one. And I think he'll be a huge part of the Wolves' victory at the end of the day over the Memphis Grizzlies. Something along the likes of, let's score 100 points finally and not let Memphis score 100. Let's do something like that. Let's hopefully put a body on Wayne Selden Jr., who can shoot the ball, I guess. And, of course, this guy named Marchand Brooks, who rose from the dead. He's risen, I guess. And he's scorching threes, and he's back in the NBA out of nowhere. Marshawn Brooks lives. Beware, I live. Like the game uh, Sinistar. Yeah, that's Marshawn Brooks right now. But Minnesota's going to win the game 100-97. to <laughs> Okay, 100-90. to The Wolves are going to win convincingly over Memphis. And we'll finally get a win uh, over the Memphis Grizzlies. And there it is. It's going to feel good. We're going to get our 45th win of the season. We'll be staying alive. Ha ha, staying alive. And then playing the Denver Nuggets the following night. We all know who they have. Blah, blah, blah. You know, Jamal Murray, Ner- uh, Jokic, all those guys who like to drive us crazy and torture us and make me, just make us feel bad. You know, it's depressing. It's very depressing. Um, the high-flying Nuggets or the net-scorching Nuggets, I guess you could call them. I think the Wolves will beat them. And I think Jimmy Butler is going to have a very good game. I think he's going he's gonna to eclipse the 30-point mark. It's going to be a very feel-good night for the Minnesota Timberwolves. They'll win the 46th game, 
and they hopefully, maybe, will <laughs> squeeze into the postseason at the end of the day. I think the Wolves will get the eighth seed at the end of the day, maybe the seventh, but we'll be playing one of the dreaded Warriors or Rockets matchups, and the Wolves will, well, probably not be in the playoffs for very long after that, unless somehow it is the Warriors, and somehow we play really well against them. There's one team in the league that we match up worse against than anybody else. It's not the Warriors, it's the Houston Rockets. And if Minnesota plays the Rockets, get your brooms out. It's unfortunate, and it'll be very similar to 96-97 when the Minnesota Timberwolves did play the Houston Rockets, who scorched us over and over and over again that season, and they were swept in three games back when the first round was five. The Minnesota Timberwolves will, if they do play the Houston Rockets, which I think that's what they're going to end up with if we squeeze it through here and get to 46 wins. Maybe maybe we'll get the Warriors. Maybe we'll even get six, but I truly doubt we're going to get the six team the way Pelicans and Utah are playing. So, it sucks, but we're going to get swept by Houston in that first round, more than likely, is my guess. Maybe we squeeze out one win, like Game 4 or something, just to stay alive. Ha ha, stay alive, and that's about it. But that's about all she wrote. Four or five games against the Rockets is my humble prediction at the moment. Maybe, hopefully, we'll get a show squeezed in before that series, uh, at minimum, before the series ends, if not starts. And I do think the Wolves will squeeze in by the ever-slight margin by beating the Denver Nuggets on the 11th of... Abril. Abril, as they call it. Gary Harris has not been available, but Devin Harris kind of filled that role nicely, and that was the frustrating part. Let's look at the season series for like a couple seconds here. Of course, most recently, the Wolves lost, and the Wolves did defeat Denver 112-104 on the 20th of December. They beat the uh, Nuggets a couple days later, where Butler told them, you can't bleep with me, and they scored 128 points in that game, and it was awesome. Um, That was fun. (laughs) Uh, Denver won 196 just last night, and the Minnesota Timberwolves will win the season series and make the playoffs with 46 victories with the sixth, uh, excuse me, the eighth seed, and will get swept or beat by the Rockets in five, in my humble opinion. And there it is. Yes, Wolves will win the, the game. Final score will be 118 to 110. Uh, Jimmy Butler will eclipse the 30-point mark in the game, and he will be uh, very excited to lead this team into the postseason. And unfortunately. Things will not end very well at the end of the day. So we'll wrap up this segment, come back for some fan interaction right after this. back here on Timberwolves Explosion will be all a Twitter. Apparently the Facebook page, not so much activity on that one today, but I'll tell you the information about how to get there uh, in a second. Yeah, I'll hold that off. (laughs) At Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion for the Twitter account. Again, this is where we hear from you guys out there. Uh, Thank uh, Tanae, Vince Germano, and Levi Brown also for uh, retweeting the most recent show. Thank you guys very much. Vince Germano, of course, out of Melbourne, Australia. Tanae and Levi out of New Zealand, pardon me, I'm going crazy here. So thank you again for joining the show, guys. Levi Brown was talking about if we lose tomorrow, our playoff chances are all but over. Surely Butler will be back tomorrow, and I'm hoping so as well. Uh, I was saying he simply got to be back. I was pissed off that he wasn't playing tonight, but I suppose it's the whole back-to-back situation. Levi Brown continues saying, yes, that's got to be the only reason he's not playing, but I don't get the point in dressing if you're not going to play. And it is weird. I don't know why they do that, but they do that. Uh, Teague did it at times this year. And others, it's very strange. I don't know what the point is, other than I guess it's more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Um, I'd rather dress up in uh, that than wear dress up in like street clothes, so to speak, like fancy clothes. I don't want to wear fancy clothes. I hate it. That's just how I am. I'd rather wear like warm-ups any day. I continued telling him, I was saying, oh, Denver and their fan base get under my skin like no other. Like I was also talking about the... Um, talking about uh, in the first segment. It's extremely frustrating. Uh, Levi, and that's it. Wow, very, very light fan interaction. But thank you, Levi, very much for being a part of things. So, Levi, definitely carrying that <laughs> in a big way here. Thank you very much. And I, I guess people are getting busy. Today's busy, this and that. Vince Germano, they just recorded a new show. Check that out. Apparently, they talked some wolves coming up and also 
Vince Germano with a little uh, standoff with another uh, guy out there. It's a little competition. I'm still about to listen to it here in a second, but uh, looking forward to that episode. I'm literally going to listen to it right as I finish recording here. So giving you a heads up there. Check out the Courtside Podcast. Ever so great. Fantastic. They are, of course, Timberwolves Explosion uh, approved. And uh, I guess Timberwolves Explosion is Courtside approved. And thank you guys very much for being so kind to do that. Uh, Wayne Hunt is the alpha dog, the... Uh, the engineer of that show, so to speak. He's also the host and all that. He is from Sydney, Australia. And, and a Memphis Grizzlies fan, but he doesn't just focus on the Grizzlies. Vince Germano and Stu Branson don't just focus on the Lakers. So uh, it's a three-man show there. Uh, awesome. Always encourage anyone and everyone to check it out. They're Laker fans, this and that, but it's an NBA show. They talk about their teams, but they don't just go on and on and on about their one team, this and that, just like I do, right? But no, no, I like to branch off into the NBA too. And believe it or not, I've been encouraged by people time and time again to stick to Wolves basketball rather than talk about the other teams and this and that. Uh, especially in State of the Timberwolves, which I do every June, like after the NBA Finals, I tend to talk about the Finals and such on that show a little bit too, which I've done for years. And uh, other uh, people behind the scenes are like, why why are you why aren't you making the whole show about the wolves? So I don't know. It's more about State of the Wolves, I suppose. But other shows I can branch out a teeny bit into other NBA talk. It's not like I talk about cooking recipes or anything like Marcus would joke about <laughs> way back in twenty eleven. That was one of the uh, lockout shows. So <laughs> the courtside podcast they brag about they're the only show. Well, we recorded one episode during the lockout, <laughs> or was it two actually? I think we recorded two, but yeah, Courtside just kept it coming, kept it coming, and they do deserve a ton of credit for that, and they deserve it. It's fun to do the top ten guard stuff like that, and you know what? If there ever is another lockout, which always exists in the NBA, it's too much tension in that. Yeah, too much tension. And the NFL's got a lot of tension, too, right now. It's, it's annoying. But, um, yeah, if there's ever a lockout again, I'll probably do something like that. Football, I had Purple Mafia, why not? You know, like, do something. Cause you, heck, you get bored not talking about it. So, yeah, top ten quarterbacks in the NFL. Let's list this guy. Let's list that guy. And then encourage listeners to give their group and such. Maybe bring some guests on or just let them have their own uh, segment, this and that, which I'm always open to do. There's the phone lines and such, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion to your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. Unfortunately, that one's the three-minute limit. Same thing when you click on the uh, Call Now button on the Facebook page. As long as you're connected to the Internet, you'll get through there and all that. It's free, regardless where you're from, this and that. Again, as long as you're connected to internet or data, whatever it is, either way, it's some type of internet, satellite internet, whatever, and you'll get through. Same three-minute limit. And then there's no limit when you do the audio submission route, which you record your, on your own, on your phone, with, or Audacity, or some, some other recording uh, application, maybe some Apple computer thing or whatever. I use Audacity personally, where, yeah, you just, if you want to sit behind the uh, laptop or computer and use your microphone, this and that, nothing wrong with that. The audio is freaking awesome when you do that. Then you sound like you're doing a podcast with me. Um, yeah, and there's no real limit to that, especially those of you I encourage to do a whole segment on occasion. If there's just something like that, maybe if there's a lockout, why not do your top 10 point guards or something, like a 15, 20-minute segment? Or, of course, uh, regular call-in shows, maybe like 5 minutes or such, 10 minutes maximum. And, of course, State of the Timberwolves, this and that. Or if the Wolves ever win the NBA championship, I'll let anybody have unlimited uh, call-ins to that if you can. It's called an audio submission in the podcasting world unlimited just go ahead it could be a three-hour show of people calling in and this and that and i would not sit there and comment back to you i would let you just have the floor because that would get kind of crazy if i did that so i just let you do that but of course the odds of the wolves winning the title at this moment not so high but one day hopefully things will get turned around better with uh, jeff van gundy in charge <clears throat> pardon me i'm just well who knows i'm just brainstorming ideas i guess at this point we can all hope for better days yeah, we need better days. The things are better, but they're not better enough, you know? It's like you finally got married, but you're miserable. Boy, doesn't, doesn't that sound familiar? <clears throat> so, we'll leave that alone. Um, yeah, you get married after being lonely and single your whole life, and then you're miserable. So, yeah, go figure. That's kind of what it's like. The Wolves are lonely and single, missing the playoffs every year. Now maybe we're kind of going to make it, and we're miserable with a certain coach and certain this and certain that and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, well, you get the idea there. I think you can read between the lines and everything there. <laughs> everything. <laughs> uh, life is, life is. It's not good, 
but it's it is it's not bad either it just is <laughs> life is life is fill in the blank whatever it is uh <laughs> yeah i'm getting weird now uh just enjoy enjoy the week hopefully this team can get their ass in gear or their arse in gear as Vince Romano sent uh overnight in the nighttime there and in the morning here yes i, I got that one and I agree with you completely they need to get their arse in gear no doubt about it their ass in gear Yes, they do. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, oh, Flip's Army. Yes, Flip's Army. Got to give them a shout out. I was like, something's not coming through here. That's what it was. Flip's Army. Just like comes they bit out to the team. Something's not getting through. Something's missing. And that's the title of this episode. Something's missing, all right. It's missing a lot. Yeah, something's missing. Okay, enough of that. The uh, Flip's Army Facebook page. Do look that up. In-game threads. This and that, different posts. Oh, nice picture by Carl Anthony Towns and uh, Tom Thibodeau doing this Black Panther thing. Okay, that's great. Whatever. Uh, just win some games. I don't care about your pictures. I really don't. You know, I do not care. Just win some games. Okay, that's nice. You're showing some personality, but eh, just win some games and then smile about that. Uh, so, but no, that's just one thing. Obviously, it's a great Facebook page and Trevor Wicker and kind enough to allow me to post... Uh, Links to the Timberwolves Explosion on there. Very nice people on there. And good basketball minds, of course. Thank you again for having me on board. Big shout-outs to a lot of you out there. Jeff Johnson and many others along the way. Trevor Wickerin, of course. Michelle Sarek, if I'm saying her name right. And Stephanie Carlson. I'm not sure if Stephanie listens. Maybe, maybe. But uh, thank you guys all uh, for being a part of uh, at least that page. Very cool. And, of course, there's a Timberwolves Explosion Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. And thank you again for being a part of the show. Again, not trying to hate on the Wolves. It's just uh, frustrating, obviously. I'm not hating on them at all. I just want to win. Don't you? Don't you want to win? Isn't it fun to win? Winning cures all, right? It kind of does. So let's start winning then, please, because it kind of hurts right now. And then I get to do Tim, uh, Brave the Wild. Is, uh, that's the final Saturday show, at least for a while. Unless it happens to be on a Saturday. But I would think, hopefully, Saturdays, me and my brother can start getting some work done one of these days. But, uh, yeah, it's going to snow again this weekend. Wow, I can't even believe it. Can't even believe it. Uh, so, I like snow, but not in April, I guess. Just kind of time to move on, you know? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. So, enough of this. Shut up, Joe. Shut up. Let's move on. Let's get back to next week. Hopefully, this team does get to the playoffs. And when they do, well, let's make some noise, Wolves. And I almost closed the show off without saying uh, the, the email address. Of course, it'll be in the show description. Live at yahoo.com. Live at yahoo.com. When you, basically, after you save your little recording from Audacity or any smart device, uh, free application, free recording application, do... Uh, Save that and send it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com, which I then convert the file from azamzar.com or Converto from, well, at least into an MP3 file so I can get it right here into Audacity and put you right here in this segment. All right, now I will let you go. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Stay warm over here in uh, Minnesota. Stay cool in Australia if it's still really hot there. <laughs>